0: Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Lucy. Hello, hello, hello! This is Lucy here, and this is a little public service announcement before we get started with the show. I will be attending WPPI in Las Vegas. I'll be there starting February 23rd. If you are listening to this recording before that event and you're going, I would love to meet you. I'm planning to either do a lunch get together or coffee on the Tuesday. Believe that's the 25th of February. 2020. And I would love, love, love. Oh, it's the 26th, So I would love to get together with you. So send me an email, lucy at lucydumas.com, or you can private message me on Facebook on my Lucy Dumas, my private one and Lucy with an eye. Sorry about all the dings. There's a lot of Facebook people responding <laughs> in the background. So here we go with the show. And just let me know. I'd love to give you a hug, see you in person, buy you a coffee, all that good stuff. Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we might win by fearing to attempt. And that is a quote by Shakespeare. And Christine loves to help people know that they are enough. So I thought that would be a fun quote. And I want to welcome you again. Thanks so much for listening, tuning in, being a subscriber and all that good stuff to The Profitable Photographer. I'm excited about our guest today because I know the power of social media in a more global since because of my coaching and my show and everything getting the word out and have wondered how people can use the social media platforms and blogging and so many good things she knows in a local market. Christine is a photographer, blogger, coach. She's a best-selling author and since 2007, her first year in business, she was making six figures and fully booked. And she will share how she did that, among other great things. Meanwhile, I want to let you know that if you go to lucydumascoaching.com, there are some new things on there. There's a gift, my guide of seven strategies to attract amazing, fantastic, wonderful clients. There is an ebook. On marketing, and also I am launching a course, and it should already be out by the time you're listening to this, that is my sales academy. So a lot of goodness hangs out at lucydumas.com. Remember, it's Lucy with an I. So that being said, I want to welcome Christine Tremolay. She says it's pronounced like creme brulee. So now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Christine.
1: Thank you for having me join you today Lucy. Well I'm
0: excited. So I want to know a little bit about what the heck you did in your first year in business to get up and running and making this all work so quickly and how did you know about that?
1: So I actually started blogging as a personal blog back in 2000. Back way, way back, we were. I was among the very earliest of the bloggers out there. Two thousand was sort of the year that blogging took off, but most people didn't even know it existed. Fast forward to in two thousand and seven, I decided it was time to finally live the dream. I had been through a second round of. I worked in the web industry as a digital strategist, and I had been through my second round of dot com layoffs. The dot com industry. Well, even now, it's just a very volatile industry. I mean, startups come and go and everything else. So after my second round of layoffs, I was like, enough of this. You know, all I wanted to do was take pretty photographs. I just want to take pretty pictures. And I'm so fortunate. I have a really supportive husband who said, okay, go, go do it. So I did, I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to,
0: here we go. I'm going to do something creative.
1: That does sound really flippant. I had already, I I started taking photos 20 years earlier. It was not like I just picked up a camera. I've been taking photos for many, many years, but I had not been doing it professionally as a business owner. It had always been something for me. But at this point in time, digital cameras have become a bigger thing, changing the cost of being a photographer. And you were in the industry then at that point as well. So you know, like everything sort of changed a bit in 2005 to 2007, I think with the photo industry and digital really becoming a bigger thing than yes. it had been up to that point. Yes. 38
0: years. So, I remember right. the day when we used film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and that's the thing, I mean, I used film. I wanted to be a professional photographer back when I was in college in the late 80s. But my vision of what a professional photographer was at that, well, I mean, not just my vision, I think it was very different back then. Um so I was like, "Oh, I can either own a studio, which I didn't want to do at the time, or I could go work for a newspaper." So, I feel like digital changed so much just like it changed so many things in all these industries and i right was actually like physically at the epicenter of all the web changes so it was very natural that i was also in the middle of the photography industry changes and came in like right at this booming time but because i had already been you know for many years people said how'd you do this and i said well It was blogging because I had already had a blog. I already knew that I should post things very regularly to gain attention. Only within the past year or so did I start talking with a friend one day about the Twitter communities that we used to have. Like I live in Houston, Texas, and we had a really booming Twitter community community of people a network of people we physically got together in person people across all different walks of industry some people so
0: i'm a little bit lost Mm -hmm. so i was asking what you did in the first year
1: well and that's what i was going to say i realized it wasn't just my. i got lost
0: about twitter so i i I need you to connect the dots so it's no problem Twitter, something that you did in 2007 to grow your business?
1: Right. In 2007, I was not just blogging, which is what I always credited up until recently with my business boom. I wasn't just blogging. I was then sharing about my blog posts, sharing about myself personally, connecting with people through Twitter at the same time.
0: Ah, so it's like, it's like the blog was your book. And Twitter was your advertisement. Exactly. We didn't. And, the, and, the, and all of that fed into getting clients.
1: Exactly. All of it fed together, but I was only crediting half of it until recently. What do you mean crediting? I, if you had asked me two years ago, why did your business take off? I would, I would have told you it was because I blogged regularly ah. and I had really great SEO. I was you know, sharing my sessions, sharing my work sharing what I did and why I did it on my website.
0: Right, right.
1: We, we didn't have all the other social media platforms yet. Like Instagram didn't come into play until 2010.
0: Right. So I remember back in that day, I was at a, it was actually a New Year's Eve party and somebody told me about Google AdWords and I was paying Christine 25 mm-hmm. bucks a month and getting crazy, crazy amounts of business from Google AdWords. Can you imagine?
1: It'd Be nice if it was 25 now.
0: Yeah, so then then one day it was because I had it on a $5 a day but still, you know, for a certain number of hits and and then all of a sudden I realized it was $300 a month and that that the world had changed and people had discovered it and so then I quit that. So Anyway, that was... that was,
1: the, the, comp, the competition had picked up.
0: Yes. So I was an early adopter, but then I bailed when it just wasn't, wasn't worth it.
1: And at this point in time, right now, present tense, you know, we were talking about my... Yes. Back, back in 2007, jumping to now, uh, Twitter is a, a cesspool of insanity. I'm not a big fan of Twitter anymore. It was so different back then. But now it's Uh it's just changed. It's just I feel like it's just yelling into the void. Now, Instagram has sort of stepped up and taken that place where you can connect with people locally if you're focused in doing it. Instead of trying to just shout to the whole world, you can use Instagram in a really local focused manner.
0: Wow. So I want to ask you more about that, but first I want to announce. Thanks for bringing that up. The Profitable photographer underscore pod is now out. So I just, Christine jumped on the, into the Instagram world. And so you can find my shows there. You can make comments. You can connect with people like Christine who will be posted. So yeah. So I'm excited, Christine, that I've just jumped into now. Mine's not local, but so I want to hear how Instagram can feed the local community, how you can get photography work using Instagram.
1: Yeah. You just, what you said brings up a really good point, how you and I use Instagram when we do have projects or businesses that reach your Instagram account is for a global audience like and you want to connect with photographers a lot of times when I'll sit down and talk with a photographer we'll just pick a photographer in Louisville, Kentucky and I'm going to sit down and talk with a photographer in Louisville they don't need clients all around the world, clients in their local market, but most of the Instagram classes out there are focused, or you know, even articles and everything else, they're focused for people that have products that are global, right. but as a photographer, you can't just like put me in a box and ship me to 10 different places right. at one time. <laughs> I'm not a product. That would be painful. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a product. I can't go everywhere. I'm not a commodity. I, as a photographer, just want to serve people right here in this local market near me. And so when I review a lot of Instagram accounts, a lot of us have, most of the people that we follow and that are following us are other photographers. Oh, but those are the people that inspire us. And that's right. Fantastic. But every action that we take tells Instagram something. And that's what the that's really at the core of it what the algorithm is. Mm. They're gonna watch our actions and then they're going to learn from them. So one piece of advice I have for people is maybe consider having a personal account that's separate. From your business account. And your personal account is where you as a person follow all the photographers that inspire you and all your photographer friends and people all across the world that you want to watch their work, that you want to see what they're doing. That you know, I I get it. I go on Instagram for inspiration too, but then have your business account truly just be talking to your market.
0: That's brilliant. And so
1: how do you talk to
0: your local market then? So I, I want to I was going to ask for three or four tips. So you've already given us one tip, which is that your business account (laughs) is limited to business. I have a coaching Facebook page and I have a photography page, business page, and I don't put photography in my business one so much, and I definitely don't promote my business, my coaching and training business. imagine you're the same because you're, you support others through coaching and your books and all of that stuff. And I keep those separate. So it sounds pretty logical to me that you keep a separate business that is designed to attract and keep your, your current local clients. So what is a tip on how to do that? like, what do you post? What do you do? Also new to me. I'm excited that we get to talk about this.
1: <laughs> well, and all of this, you know, I'm specifically, I'm using the word Instagram because it would be redundant to say Instagram and Facebook or Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I don't know a lot about LinkedIn. I'm not the person to ask about that. So it would be redundant to say all that, but if you're listening, know that you, like you can apply this across all social media platforms. You can apply it even to the content that you put on your website needs to be geared towards your clients. It, it's so confusing to me when I go to a photographer's website, but they're talking about the latest camera lighting setup. And I'm like, right. your potential client really could care less about that. They, right. they want to know how you're going to serve them. So that's that next thing is getting into thinking, you're, you know, you're setting up this Instagram business account or you're working on your Instagram business account. I like to think of it as the Hollywood Squares. Like, you remember the Hollywood Squares TV show? Yep. I always say they sat in what is basically a hashtag. So it was a grid of nine people. And you're the star in the center. You're the center square. What are eight other businesses that your ideal client is interested in? Who do you want to be surrounded by? Oh. I mean, that's another great example of that whole thing. If everyone you're following and talking to and connecting with is other photographers on Instagram, they are not your squares. Like they're not the people that you want to share clients with necessarily. Yeah. So I would say like, who are the eight people you want to surround yourself with? Now, one of one or two of those people might be another photographer in your market. I've always had a peer or two, a good friend or two that I refer people to if I'm booked or if somebody's maybe a little bit better fit for them than they are for me. And they're always people that I'm genuinely good friends with. So you'll see me at events with them and mm-hmm. you know you'll see me hanging out with them. So it's authentic. Right. But maybe is a as a wedding photographer, those other squares might be filled with other wedding vendors.
0: Ah, brilliant. A pet photographer, you'd have your favorite groomer, you'd you'd have, you know, a dog walker.
1: Other people in the pet industry, a real estate photographer. They'd be other real estate industry businesses. Right. Portrait photographer. If you photograph families, this is always my favorite. I live well, I live in Houston. I'm in a big major city. I live in the heights. I live in a fairly compact neighborhood. It's all really walkable. So if I was a family photographer, I would probably align myself with other family-friendly businesses in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So where's, uh, like there's a local toy shop that is like an independent, we actually have an independent toy store and you believe it. So I might talk about them.
0: We have one too called Geppetto's. That's right. amazing.
1: Ah. So I might talk about them or I might talk I might know that while I photograph families it's the mom that I'm really talking to right. so I might talk about mom-centric things if that was on brand for me perfect that are in my neighborhood once I know my eight people those are the also the the people that every day I'm going to go check on Instagram if they've written a new post and I'm going to leave a comment a real comment not the Hey, nice pick three emojis, but like an actual conversational comment.
0: This is brilliant. My mind is exploding. <laughs> Boom.
1: <laughs> well, and all of this goes back to like, as I mean, you should have seen me the day that all this like came together. I had a whole like brain explosion as well, because back in the earliest days of blogging, this is how we connected to each other's blogs. I would go to Jennifer's blog and there'd be a really cool comment from Susan. And then I click on Susan's name and go start reading Susan's blog. So it's how people find other people as they bounce around the internet. Yeah. Like that. So
0: let me ask you this, because one of the, one of the things that when I'm helping somebody network is Figuring out how who would be great people to partner with and then how to get them to connect with mm-hmm. me. Cause you don't like, <laughs> I've read on Facebook posts. I don't know if you're as active as I am on P- Facebook, but somebody recently was like, I went to a bunch of businesses, I passed out my cards and I heard nothing back. And so, of course, I was like, it's all about building relationships and right. you don't just walk in and say, here's my card would you put this on your desk? So Christine, do you think that this is like the perfect way to get yourself involved, introduced, warm up the room, basically, if there's, let's say, a pet store, you know, photographer specializes in pets, there's a pet store that would be an ideal partner to start posting about the pet store, following the pet store, making comments. And then at some point, then calling up and saying, gosh, I've been following you on Instagram for a while. And you've made a few comments on mine. I would love to get together. Is that, am I on track? Is that like a a really great way to warm up the
1: path? Yes. Think about how you feel if you meet someone in person that you've seen a lot. Uh, (laughs) Chris Becker is always my example of this, the Becker he used to do videos. This is many, many, many years ago. But the first time I saw him at WPPI, I felt like I was meeting a friend. Right. Because I'd already seen his videos. i had already felt a connection to him. Right. And then when he walked in the room, I was actually so embarrassed about this. He walked in the room and I was like, hey, Becker, like we were besties. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And he literally looked at me we are actually now friends that's why the story is so funny to me but he just looked at me like hi (laughs) lady because he that warm-up hadn't happened it had we had no connection and in what you said you made another really great point don't just go comment on their things actually go to if it's a place that's a store that you're talking about yeah go there take some photos post them on your account They'll share them. Every business wants more publicity. So, if I was the pet photographer and I went to the pet store and did a inst- quick Instagram story in the middle of the store and I tagged the business in each post, they're going to share it and their audience is going to see it. And now I just got introduced to their audience. Yes. You know, I used to do this as a wedding mm-hmm. photographer, I used to do this with local restaurants. I would even actually call them up and say, "Hey, can I come take a few photos of your restaurant? I'm a photographer and I want to share it. I want to write a blog post about you or I want to ah. share an Instagram post about you and talk about how this is a great place for a date night for an engaged couple." And do you think anybody told me no? One one company did say, "Oh, you have to call corporate. They have a policy, etc." Any place local said yes, please yes, come in.
0: Yes. And I was looking up other bloggers when I was setting up my Instagram and realized that you can do audios and video. You can do videos too on Instagram, right? Right. So you could go and do a Facebook Live and then post the video on your Instagram, correct? If you download it,
1: yes, yeah, sometimes I like to do separate ones just because it depends on how you do your Facebook Live. If you do the type of Facebook Live where you're always greeting people, like, you know, oh, hi, Lucy, it's right. good to see you here, etc., your Instagram audience doesn't want to watch right. that if it's not live. But if you're just like, hey, I'm here at exactly. Like I'm I'm here at the, I'm here at the pet store talking, you know, showing this thing off. Yes. You, and I
0: love to come here. I have the cutest little tabby cat. He loves this kind of food and oh my gosh, there's the, yeah. Okay. So now uh, let's see, cause I want to connect a dot. Perfectly leads us into another point. Yes. But let me connect a dot for just a sec. So we put a pin on pin that point. Pin, we'll come back to it is then, cause what I, What I suggest is creating alliances where then you have programs like customer appreciation programs Mm -hmm. where they can send their very best clients gift certificates for sessions. That's only if you know how to take a free session, you know, a try before you buy is what I call it, turn it into a big sale. But if you can do that, this, I just, I'm so excited, Christine. It's always like, well, how do we get those connections? And I can just absolutely see how this is just the perfect way to get to know them, take them the coffee, and then say, "Hey, I have this thing and offer." Because we, no business is going to be happy about. Oh, I'll just put your cards on my counter, and I don't get anything out of it. So it's always the what's in it for them. Um, but. Yeah. Right. So do you agree that's like a really nice next step with the ideal? I
1: do, because I think if you're walking in cold to a business and just saying, hi, I have gift certificates for your best clients. You don't know me. You don't know if my work's any good. You know, nothing about me, but don't you want to give it to people that you really value? No, no, I don't. I I don't know you, but if you've spent some time what we're talking about is the true core of networking, just doing the networking online in, in the comfort of your home with your pajamas on.
0: Right. So let's go back to that pin, pulling the pin out. So what
1: pulling the pin out? Like, so people always say want to know, well, what do I post? What should I what should I talk about on these things? Be authentic, be authentically you and talk about what you really love. In part of this, you know, you even, you said, you know, I go to the pets, I'm in the pet store, and I'm talking about my sweet but crazy tabby cat, Graham. I love Graham. I want my audience to know that I have a cat named Graham. So it's only natural that I would reference my cat. And what that does is, so often as business owners, we talk about the service we provide what we do for our clients oh i i take amazing photos that's sort of a given if you're a photographer i hope you take amazing photos right so now why should i choose you instead of the five other people and this is how we get stuck in the vortex of being a commodity right who who enjoys getting the email that just says hi i'm looking for a session what's your price right like We don't like that. We want to feel like humans. But if all we're doing is talking about the service we provide, all we're saying is, Hi, I'm a commodity. I'm no different than anyone else. I take amazing pictures. What do you want from me?
0: Right. When people say, I got that email and then I sent over my price list and then they didn't call, just the whole term of sending over a price list, you know, it's so much about building that relationship and becoming known and, and caring about them, getting to know them. So you and I are totally on the same page, I believe.
1: And even all the way back in 2007, because some of my, I, well, I, at, when I started in 2007, I had a personal blog that was completely separate from my business blog. But I had somebody that followed my personal blog. I announced that I was doing wedding photography. I started sharing the photos I was taking and things. And she reached out to me and said, I'm not engaged yet. I think the guy that I'm dating is the one, but we're not engaged yet. When we get married, I'm flying you in. Mm. So she she was already so in love with me as a person. I mean, love is a strong word, I guess, but-
0: I she, like love, She was, my favorite word. <laughs> she
1: was so, she felt such a connection with me that it was years later before they got engaged and married but she flew me to Bermuda to photograph her wedding.
0: Nice. She
1: she actually had to jump through some hoops Mm -hmm. and uh, because it was a resort that normally the photographer was provided and she had to like get all the special permission and everything to have me come in and be her photographer. But she, she, I mean, I think that's actually what she said. She just finally told the resort, well, we're not getting married here if I can't have Christine. Mm. Oh, what a good thing. <laughs> so what if you could use Instagram and your blog? I'm still a big fan of blogging because here's another big tip. We write these great, fantastic posts and we put them on Instagram or we put them on Facebook. They're both closed ecosystems. Google can't see inside of them. So you are getting no SEO benefits. Take the post, make a blog post out of it. Just pick up the post Uh, and drop it on your blog. Because like you said earlier, your blog is sort of like your book. I think of it as like your blog is like your encyclopedia of everything you've ever created. It's your storage space for all of it. So get off the content treadmill, copy the Copy the long posts that you posted on Instagram or that you posted on Facebook that no one will ever see after a few days and make them blog posts. When clients really are feeling the love for you, they will start digging through blog archives. They might go through your Instagram archive or your Facebook archive a little. That is so brilliant. But Um, make those posts work for you over on your website too. (laughs) I'm all about reduce reduce the amount of content you create, reuse what you've created, recycle it across blogging, social media, etc. I used to resist this myself. I used to be like, oh, but they read it on Instagram. So they're not going to want to read it on my blog. However, I realized a psychological thing happens if they read it on Instagram. And then later they're finally investigating me because they want to hire me. And they come across it again on the blog. Basically what they do is they think to themselves, oh, this seems familiar. Or, oh, I read this before. They f- it, it actually makes people feel good. Like mm-hmm. I'm in the know. I'm, yeah. I'm a cool person because I already knew this because I saw it On the other place.
0: Brilliant. And that's, I hear a lot in my, you know, world of promoting my coaching and podcasting and everything that we need to repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. So I get that in a local market Mm -hmm. for photographers, repurposing is also really powerful. If you write something or if you give a talk, let's say you were going to give a talk on, you know, some local how to take better photographs as a, as part of a sales funnel. You can send that to services that will transcribe them for you. And then you can make that a blog post. And there are some mm-hmm. that are super cheap. I think is it TEMI? Do you know about all of that?
1: Christ- TEMI is owned by Rev.com. So TEMI uses AI, you know, the computer brain to transcribe for you. Right. And then Rev.com is actual humans. Transcribe. So that's why Rev costs more. Temi works great though. I've used Temi and I've also used otter.ai. Both of them work really great at Uh like you upload an audio file or a video and they transcribe magically and then you just have to clean it up. Yes.
0: So then you can post, yeah, you can post that everywhere. So can you take this first grader in the world of Instagram? (laughs) I just, you know, not in kindergarten anymore. (laughs) I don't understand about posting and stories and writing and and how people talk to each other. You know, Facebook is pretty obvious. Do a post, shows up in people's news feeds. It it seems more harder. That's great grammar. It seems more harder. (laughs) Can you tell me a little about people who are big Instagram users? how you find each other's stuff, where you write about things, where they read the things. To me, it's pictures. So I don't understand
1: it yet. Can you help me get to at least the fifth grade? (laughs) Well, and I'm going to bust a myth here because I can't tell you how many times people have told me, photographers particularly, I have had so many professional photographers say to me, oh, I have to get to 10,000 followers and then my business will be successful. No, your business will be successful when you book some clients and they pay you money. Right. And you can get to 10,000 followers and have zero conversions. Like, I don't care about your likes. I don't care about your follower count. I care about the, the number. And I, I know you agree with me on this. The number that matters in your business is conversions. Right. Like how many people are booking I, I know somebody that has, last time I looked, they had over 70,000 followers and their business is struggling, but they have followers from all over the world. Mm. I mean, their work is incredible. Their work is really, truly incredible. And so people all over the world follow them, but they're not potential clients that are following them. So, or, or good business connections. So don't get wrapped up in that you have to have a big follower number and that's then going to bring success because it doesn't.
0: I don't understand how the conversation happens.
1: See, and I feel like the conversation happens pretty similarly to what happens on Facebook. You see a photo, it catches your eye, then you read their caption and sometimes their caption might just be three words. Well, that's not really going to engage you very much, but if their caption was maybe a little bit longer, maybe they shared something that was personal, maybe even a little vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And if this is somebody that you know that you, you look and you're like, oh, they're here. They're in my market. They're a potential client or they're a potential business connection. Leave a comment back. Just literally just talk back to them. Mm. Everybody that's posting something, all of us, all of us want to be seen and heard. So I know at first you go, oh, but they don't know me. So I probably shouldn't comment on their post because they don't know me. True, but they're never going to know you if you don't comment on their post. And they, they posted it because they wanted people to comment, to engage, to connect.
0: Right. So I'm a photographer. Baby photography is what I love. Mm-hmm. It morphed into more mm-hmm. family portrait, but I'm the baby whisperer before, even before Anne Geddes was doing <laughs> You know, hit the world and said, babies are beautiful and you can have art in your home of just babies. So I was making a name for myself locally and getting all the babies because it was mostly men at the time. And so they'd be like, "Uh, okay, go to Lucy. (laughs) It was so when I post something, let's say I post, I have a really nice session and I post the cutest picture and then I just say, blah, 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 blah about babies or about this baby then how do people like, does it get in someone's newsfeed or do they have to click on me and say, I wonder what Lucy's up to? Oh, look at that cute baby. Oh, look what she wrote about it. Plus a million hashtags. I'm going to make a comment like that. I I need to, I need to understand the path.
1: Right. At the core of it, that's really it. And when you make that post, that there is a newsfeed or that that there is, there is a newsfeed when you, when you go to do a search you'll see things come up that that's essentially the okay. the news feed also when you make that post i would tag at, at least your city like you don't necessarily want to tag your house but if you use the location tag then when somebody else does a search for newborn photographer or newborn photos okay and they're also in your city your city your photos should come up higher in the results because you you tag the location, okay, and also hashtags. So this is a thing where a lot of people get tripped up, right? So let's say I this, I see this very often. So if you're doing this, don't feel bad. So is almost everyone else. They would just put hashtag newborn photo or hashtag newborn photography on the post and no other hashtags. Versus I do brand photography for mainly for female Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, specifically for coaches and speakers. So I might do a hashtag Houston women, you know, hashtag Mm -hmm. Houston Women Empowerment, hashtag Houston brand photographer, because that's how somebody is going to search. They're going to search for Houston brand photographer, Houston Personal Brand. And I want to come up towards the top
0: of the so like back when, you know, for that one bright shining year where I had Google AdWords (laughs) for pocket, you know, the change, I have a little place where I throw coins and kind of loose dollars. So Mm -hmm. for for the money out of that, I would never just put photography or family photography. It was always, I would always put San Diego or California or beach photographers, San Diego, Southern California, so that it drew the local market and I wasn't paying for impressions of people in Canada or. Right,
1: exactly, because you don't need people in Canada to see your work. You needed somebody who was either in San Diego or coming to San Diego.
0: And I imagine if you get a lot of people who are just common and liking that are from, you know, worldwide, it maybe clutters up the conversation. Harder to, or wastes time if you're making comments on people's comments and replying.
1: I do try. So again, this is where Instagram is watching your every single action. So if somebody comments on your post, I try, I don't, I'll, you know, I do a lot of road trips where I'm actually driving. So sometimes I can't comment immediately because I'm driving and I don't want to die. Don't text and drive people. Um oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to die. So as soon as I can, I'll get back online and I'll respond to their comment, right, you know, and say something again, engaging back. Don't just say, thanks. The rumor is that Instagram is looking at things that are four words or longer. So, you know, the more that you can say, the more engaging and, Instagram is just looking for, is this post getting engagement? Is it interesting? Because that's what you're noticing in the newsfeed is maybe you follow 20 people, but it's only showing you posts from 10 of them. Oh, this makes me so crazy. So what it's trying to do is it's trying to show you the posts that are getting engagement. Like, oh, people are talking on this post. So therefore you might find it interesting too. Ah
0: kind of back to though the original check-in on that if you're engaging with people who are not local then it's going to show up places that it doesn't matter and maybe not show up more local right
1: and it's not going to show you the more local posts which are really the people you should be talking to right because going back way back to that early point of my business how did I get so booked People that I had physically met in person, people that I had talked to through Twitter, people that were reading my blog were then recommending me to their friends. Maybe they weren't my client, but they were like, oh my goodness, I know Christine. Yes. You should hire her. And they felt like they, even if we hadn't met in person, they still felt like they knew me because of the things I was sharing online. Sometimes they're really personal, ridiculous things. They have nothing to do. Yes with business at all. Yes. And for some people, that's what's nice about the Instagram post versus posting an Instagram story an Insta story is some people that's their divide. They post something in the feed that they want to have permanent, but they post really personal, random things in their stories. So one of my local photographer friends posted on Saturday the park like she talked about the park that she was at but she photographs families in the same market so she was talking about going to this park and how there was a cool event that was happening and so forth so other moms who might hire her would see her post on the stories and be like oh she went to that cool place. We should go, you know, this Mm -hmm. event's happening Sunday too. Let's go check it out.
0: Uh So then it makes it interesting to those local moms. So it's not just like, oh, she's always talking about photography.
1: Yeah. Look at my latest session. It was so wonderful. I love my client. No, they get to actually feel a connection with you Got it. and why you're a real person that they should want to know.
0: Got it. Okay. So one, one of my episodes with Jenny Edwards Mm -hmm. was about how I helped her through my coaching create what I call a circle of friends. And she meets monthly with other local wedding vendors that she likes to work with. And so I can see how if all of them then make sure they have good Instagram accounts and are active with each other how that could totally elevate the what this circle of friends is doing in terms of getting more references without even needing to refer somebody, you're referring them. Am I
1: on is that right? Am I on track? Exactly. Like now. The circle of friends gets together and Jenny walks around and takes a selfie with each individual person, or maybe takes a big picture and says, oh, we're meeting up today. You know, here's everybody and tags everybody in the post and everything. But she could also do individual photos with each person. And maybe she doesn't post them all right away. Maybe a week later, she posts how, you know, Jenny, it's a photo of Jenny and her friend. And she talks about that person's business. She talks up that other person. Right. Or she talks about, oh my good, you know, oh my goodness, she gave me this great tip last week on this new venue in town. It's a really cool place. I can't wait to go check it out. So
0: if they all, if she, because Jenny is very savvy. So if she helps them make sure that they're doing the same on their Instagram and that they're following each other. And then it just it plus plus pluses the whole networking. Yes?
1: exactly so i am
0: almost out of time i want to ask you how to get in touch with you and i know you have a special offer so yeah and you also have a book called blogging brilliantly for your business 30 days to dominate your market is that
1: on amazon etc it is on amazon it's on amazon both in paperback and kindle versions
0: okay so and you also have a course Called Instalocal. So, how do we get in touch with you and what is your hot offer just for our listeners?
1: So, the course is located at goinstalocal.com and I am offering your listeners 20% off using the code PROFIT20. So, when you go to checkout, you can take 20% off of the price, either the pay in full or the monthly, either version. Uh, there's a, not monthly as in a membership, but there's a payment plan option. So, mm-hmm. You can take twenty percent off of either one. And then my main website, okay. I realized Christine Tremolay is quite the mouthful. So just recently I registered thatChristine.com. So you can okay. you can use that com to find me and everything else.
0: And what's your Instagram?
1: My Instagram is Christine Tremolay. So oh. that that is uh, normally though, if you look for Christine, I tend to come up pretty quickly, but I know Tremblay is hard to spell, and the Instagram account for the InstaLocal course is Go InstaLocal, which is more focused on giving more tips like the things that we talked about today. Great.
0: So I literally have one minute. So if in one minute there's anything else you need people to know that, like you're like, oh, they need to know this super important. What is that?
1: Use Instagram to create connections that start conversations that lead to conversion.
0: Excellent. Love it. Well, thank you, Christine. What I love about being a podcaster now is that I get to have these brilliant people on my show, like Christine, and ask them things that I need to know that hopefully benefit you, dear listener. So thank you, Christine. It was very timely because literally this weekend, I if you go to the profitable photographer underscore pod, you'll see my first nine posts. So <laughs> thank you for that. And stay tuned as always for my wrap up. And again, thank you, Christine. This was amazing.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: My pleasure. Bye now. Bye. Wow. That was so much great information. Thank you, Christine. She's not with us anymore, but. I'm sure she'll listen to this. It has blown my mind and I've already shared with my coaching group her ideas on how to grow your business with social media locally. So let me see if I can give you a little bit of wrap up on that. So one of the things I took away is that how many likes and followers you have means absolutely nothing. The question is, How many people are booking you? And she gave us some tips on Instagram, particularly, which since I have my new show called The Profitable Photographer underscore pod or my new Instagram account, sorry, I already have the show, (laughs) I was especially interested, even though I do want the global audience, which hello in 42 countries. Um, But what she said is you want to be really careful when you're trying to grow in a local way, not to have lots of things that you like and conversations and following people in your business page that do not live in the community that you serve. Because then Instagram starts sending you and sending your posts to people that are far, far away. So keeping it local, having a separate business Instagram account, which also goes for Facebook, that is promoted to locals. Have your own fun one that you, you know, post whatever you like, recipes and photos and friends and, you know, follow all kinds of people, but keep the business one to business. And then I loved how we talked about having that kind of Instagram account gives us that opportunity to connect with local vendors that might be open to some cross promotion. So it gives you the opportunity to like photograph their shop and post pictures and do your hashtags and follow them and make sure they know that they've been featured on your Instagram. You know, one of the hardest things about networking is going from two businesses to a relationship to networking together and supporting each other. So I can see how this Instagram plot (laughs) could make it easier to talk to the owners, get some introductions, getting them to know, like, and trust you some before you ask them if there's a way that you can support their business that, by the way, of course, supports yours. So I absolutely loved that information and I like right away shared it with my group and a few other friends because, you know, there's always something new to learn. She also opened my eyes up and I hope yours as well to the value of blogging still that when we do posts on Facebook and Instagram and other places, they're great, but they don't guide anyone to our businesses specifically, or put it better, it does not increase our SEL, search engine optimization. So repurposing posts by including them in a blog is brilliant. And then to me, and I'm sure she does this next step, you send out the blog in an email so that people click on that. But even if people didn't find it, it helps people find you. So that's it for now. And remember, if you are going to WPPI in Las Vegas on the 20th. Fourth, 2020. I would love, love, love to meet you, invite you to my coffee or lunch get together once I decide and I get some feedback about what's better for people. If you're listening to this later, then let's get together at the PPA Expo in Texas or 2021 WPPI or have your local group invite me to speak or your state. And then we can meet there. So that's it for now. Have a really, really, really great rest of your week. Bye now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.